bring it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team steal it away. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going. Devin Smith got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, Rocker for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, here we go on a Tuesday with Feel. Timmy Hall back here with you. Another couple hours to go. It's great. Different show. Still me, though. Sitting in the other chair, though. Sliding over a little bit. Sliding into the number one chair. And we got our guy Bodie back there. It's good to see you, man. Decked out in the Notre Dame gear. No stranger. And joining us tonight, our co-host. He is an extraordinaire around here. He's wearing the Otterbein shirt today. Triple H, Hayden Hileshorn, everybody. What's going on, Tim? Let's go, man. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. How's the day so far? It's been good. Did some stuff around the house. Wife's happy, I think. Good, good. We'll see when I get home. Mackenzie. Yes. Yeah. She's doing good. She's doing good, yeah. You still are newlyweds. Newlyweds, yeah. Not even a year. How long did we count that newlyweds? Do we still go, like, I think one year we cut. Co- yeah, you get I think to the, the anniversary, year, you're yeah. done with that term, right? Yeah, once you get the first year in, I think, yeah, you're not newlywed anymore. Right. At least that's the way I'm going to take it. That's the way I'm going to play it. Are you thinking about anything for that first anniversary? Because... We did a little beach trip. I, it was still new. It was still exciting. You know, the marriage. We we lived in North Carolina at the time, so I set up a little two two night getaway at the ocean. Nice, that's great. Well, you know, the ocean's not really close to Columbus. I know. I know it's not. So but are you planning anything at all? Yeah, I'm going to plan something. I can't share it over the air because we're on the air. I don't want to, you. you know, she might be listening. Yeah, no, that's so fair. I got to be care- I got to be careful there. I can talk about mine because it's so far in the past. Sure, why not? And once you get into double digits of marriage, you just you just keep going, man. Just yeah. keep going. <laughs> don't yeah. stop. Just don't stop. Yeah, and and you <laughs> know, I don't plan plow on through the years. I don't I don't plan on stopping. She's she was the one. I mean, we we were dating 6 years before. That's good. So we have a a good amount of time under the belt. So yeah, we'll keep it going. We'll keep plowing. I think I re- <laughs> That's fantastic. I think I remember meeting your your father-in-law yeah. at a B-dubs appearance. Go, go Clones Mike, yeah. Huge years ag- years ago. And I I want to say that that was a disappointing night for Ohio State football. Was that the Fiesta Bowl? Was that the 2019 CFP? No, I think it was before that. Really? Okay, maybe. I guess I guess it had it to have been, been before COVID for sure because we, would have, we yeah, were doing it was, like it no was events. De- it was definitely 2019 or earlier. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you said you've been dating for six years now. Yes. And you were with us before 2019, right? Yeah, 2018. 2018. Interned here, so. Yeah, so. It's been a minute. It must have been that. It must have. If it was a disappointing night, it must have been 2019. I think it was 2019. Because if if the fan was doing an event, it must have been a really big night, nighttime game. Yeah. Yeah. It was a college football playoff semifinal. We were feeling so good about that team. What were Painful. your words to the crowd? What were your words to B Dubs? How well, did you usually usually the appear- them? Well, usually the appearances like that they wrap up before the game is done. Okay, so that's the good thing. And I think it was one of those where a lot of times it's a first half appearance, and then they've already got their crowd, they've already got their customers, and they've already paid a pretty good, you know, paid for a bunch of food and a bunch of beer and whatnot. So they've they've made out fine. And then I either would leave at halftime or leave at the third quarter, how that would go, get to my home base, and then be able to watch it. Or I was, I would have been on my way here to the station. Did you do the post-game it was show? Probably yeah, the, it was absolutely. probably the first year yeah. where I flipped uh, 
I used to do pregame shows for a long time and then flip to postgame on the network with Beamer, which is how we still do it today. How nervous do you think Buckeye fans were? Like, if you take yourself back to that night, because I remember exactly how nervous I was to oh, play Clemson. I mean, you never, you never feel good about it. No. Right? I thought they were going to blow us out. I thought they could maybe blow us out again. Because I just, every time I saw Clemson, every time I saw that logo, I knew we were 0-3 against them in the history. I was just a little nervous. And for Ohio State to be in that game pretty much the whole time, I was like, okay, this is going to be it. They're going to they're gonna get over the hump. Well, we're going to no. go to the national championship game. Wait, you, you could not have been, I'd have to take you back to that game. There's no way that you could have been worried that Clemson was going to blow us out. Because once we got into that ball game, you could easily tell who the better football team was. Exactly. And Ohio no, no, State I agree. had made this very, very clear throughout the entire college football season. And it's a, it honestly is a wonder that the Buckeyes were the number two team in the country going in. I'd have to see exactly. It's going to have to do with schedule like it does every year. But what Bama had, the fact that you beat a you know, top 25 Michigan State team, number 13 Wisconsin, number eight Penn State, number 13 Michigan on the road and hung 56 on them. That was just blowout after blowout yeah. after blowout. That 2019 season, you easily could stack that up with 2015 ultimate disappointing seasons for Buckeye football. And it only, and they only had one loss. You look at the bottom line and it's, Oh, 13 and one. How can you be disappointed with that? Well, see, look, I mean, that was a national championship team that just couldn't really get out of its own way. And it was, there was a lot that happened. There were a couple calls. Sean Wade got kicked out. Oh yeah, there were some calls. I wasn't half as upset. Oh, yeah, I wasn't half calls. as upset about Sean Wade getting ejected as I was with the fumble return for a touchdown not being allowed to stand. Agreed. That was crazy. That was. That would have been a huge swing. Oh man, I mean That's this swing. super slow mo. I mean the, yeah. the fact that we got to look at the super slow motion replay and you could see two steps. There's like five clearly steps. caught. It two. It was like four or five. It was crazy. And that was not T. Higgins. That was Justin Ross. That was Ross, yeah. Right? I believe that was Ross. then had massive injury issues of course. over the next couple years. And you but still yeah. had a chance to win that game. You still had a chance. You still had the ball in your hand with a minute 20 left, you know? Two-minute drill going down the field and just a little mental error at the end. Of course, Ohio State fans really don't forget that game. It's not like we're yeah. breaking any, well, I mean, any that, news to them. That but. was You were up 16 to nothing. I mean, yeah. 16 to nothing. And Dobbins dropped a touchdown pass. Dropped the touchdown, yeah. right? Was there, so a fumb- was there a fumble also going towards the end zone? You had the fake punt attempt, I think still in your own territory, that backfired and you didn't get that. And settling for field goals, almost like you did in that Alabama game. Had a little bit of that, right, in the yeah, famous Alabama game in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, That one worked out the right way, but not so much with three field goals on the first four drives, only the one touchdown. Oh, man. You know, we weren't planning on doing this. But Go Clones Mike, to your point, had a good night that night because he's an Iowa State fan. So he he's actually sometimes gets a little happy to see Ohio State get down. So Should pair him up yeah. with Matt Andrews, who's got the family connection. Yes, of Iowa course. State. Yes, the his strength brother, coach, Dave, yeah. His brother, Dave. He's got him all beefy out there in the Big 12. Beefy Big 12 boys. Dave looks like another Dave, Batista, the actor. Yes, plus Matt Andrews. And the wrestler. Yep. Right, it's yeah. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Dave Andrews <laughs> is a big, hulking, bearded fellow. Yep. That helped Aaron Donald into the fine athlete that he is today. How about that? He worked with Aaron Donald. At that Pitt. is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Now Aaron Donald just collected the biggest bag. How about that bag, deal, right? The biggest bag of all time. For a defensive player, yeah, isn't he the awesome. first guy ever now to go over $30 million per year average the as a defensive player? first non-quarterback, I think, Non-QB. Too, yeah. It's crazy. 
Good for him. I mean, well well earned too. I mean, he, he yeah, proved well, yes. <laughs> he proved how would, good he is. I would say so. I don't think that's breaking news either. Aaron Donald good at football. Well, and it's to the point here where he's not showing any sign of slowing down what he just did in the Super Bowl. I can't even dream up a higher mountaintop than that no. for a defensive lineman. I mean, you said it. He was a wrecking ball. Yeah. He made the Cincinnati Bengals go out and rethink. And look, I don't think it was going to take an Aaron Donald to make Cincinnati rethink how bad that offensive line was, but he pushed it into effect. Of course he did. There's one good thing that happened. It's that Aaron Donald trashed you so bad that you went and signed three starting offensive linemen. Trashed and thrashed. Absolutely. But do you remember, you know, how we get here today? The fact that you were supposed to host one of these shows with me during the Big Ten basketball tournament. Do you remember how that worked of out? Course I, of course I did. It was Ohio State the next night was going to be playing at like 9 o'clock, which means we were going to bump Blue Jackets coverage, which means which would have already saddened me because I love the Blue Jackets, of course. But I would have also loved to see Ohio State basketball continue, and I would have loved to see me get a little, you know, get to do a show with you. That would have been awesome. But and I, as soon as you texted me saying, Hayden, if Ohio State wins... I'm going to have you on the show tomorrow. I knew I was like, they are going to lose. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Didn't I, tell, didn't I tell you? Yeah, you said, now watch them lose. And then just slowly Penn State crept back into that game. Three ball after three ball. It was disgusting. I'd have to look back at the text thread. I, even, I didn't think I said in a matter of fact, sarcastic way, but don't worry. They'll lose. So we won't do this. Yep. That's what happened. They lost. Yeah. It's just always goes that way. It does. You get excited about something. You have to have a plan in place. It's one of those tough things where you're telling a guy who hasn't done his first show yet that you're going to use him, and you have to. You have to say something because I can't just wake up on Friday morning and say, hey, do the show with me in six hours. I'd like to get you at least some kind of mental preparation. I appreciate it. But that. then that happens, and what do you do? You've done man and bone, though. I've hosted with three or four. I've hosted with four other dudes before I've hosted with you, and this is the one show that I've produced the most. Who else have you hosted with now? I've, I've hosted with Reese. Reese was, was on bone. this. Was on man and bone. Was on man and bone, yeah. And bone? I've ho- uh, Yeah, bone. Uh, Beam. Morning Juice. And Tito on this show. <laughs> Knocked everybody off except for you. Here we are. When did you co-host Morning Juice? I don't know. <laughs> I might Sometime not. It might not even have happened. Yeah, it might have even been fake. It might have been just a dream. I don't even remember. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember you hosting that. And I seem to. I try to look at all the staff schedules from yeah, week to week. It might have been just a dream. I don't know. No, I'll. I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I haven't caught. I've tried to catch the end of every morning juice in the morning, but I'm not going to say I've caught every single one. Throughout what is the your average wake up time? What is your average wake up? Average time? wake up time is in that seven to seven thirty range. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's pretty solid. It's nice and normal. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Is that? What, I feel are like you saying t- like that's too early well, I for think, a guy like me, or is that, should I sleep I in more? Or what? I just feel like anybody that wakes up before nine a.m. is like a type A, the productive personality. <laughs> I no. think they're like the no. go getters. They're in know. that category. So you're in that category for sure. Congrats. Once, once you have child. Both people in the household are older than 30. I think that's just, that's a starting point. Yeah. I thought having a dog would get me ready to wake up yeah, early, but dogs now, get you going. No, now the dog sleeps till 1030. She just, wow. She sleeps. What a dog. What a dog. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Two, two boops for you, Lucy, if you're listening. Two good, boops. good boops with a P or the other, <laughs> whatever that dog enjoys. Well, it's going to be fun tonight. We are introducing something new, so I think you guys will be 
Happy to hear about this. We're actually going to get it going in the next segment. too. I'll, I'll even open the phone lines up. One, one person's going to get on. Just one. Because at the end of our Tuesday show, you will have a chance to go up against our co-host for that night. So that would be Hayden. And if you're able to get a multiple choice question correct, you will then get a chance to compete with Hayden to win a $100 Moo Moo Express car wash gift card and pail. It's actually a $120 value. It's a good bucket, yeah. So our good friends there, title sponsor of the show, that will be great. So we'll have three opportunities throughout the course of the show for you to get a multiple choice question correct. If you get it right, we will see you later on in the show. It's kind of like what we do with our halftime trivia. If anybody was ever out at our football watch parties at the casino in the years past, we'd do a big halftime trivia bash on the stage. And if you got the question right, you'd stay to the final round. And then we do it closer to the number. You could be below it. You could be above it. I'll ask something that the answer is kind of a big number for to make it interesting. So this this will be fun. And I'll actually open the lines now. 821-9710. 821-9710. That's the number to play. So we'll do one next. Also, we'll talk about this. Have you noticed all the hoopla with the star freshmen showing up on campus for Chris Holtman's club? A lot of these guys popping up on social media this week. But there had been one omission. And we'll tell you about that next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, the fan, Ohio's sports destination. The home of Big Ten championships and future first-rounders. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Yes, you are. Timmy Hall and Triple H hanging out with you guys tonight. Going to talk some Buckeye basketball here in just a minute, but... Producer Bodie, we're going to start this new thing. We're going to have our foray into Tuesday trivia here on the Buckeye Show. I think this will give you guys a little something extra to look forward to on a random Tuesday. Our guy Cameron is the first one in the hopper. Cameron, it's good to have you, man. Can you hear us? I can hear you, Timmy. Can you hear me? I can hear you good, man. So this is what you're going to do. You get this multiple choice question right. And you can see us later in the show for a chance to win that $100 Moo Moo wash bucket. If not, we'll just send you off into the abyss. So you can keep listening. Excellent. But that's uh, great. Excellent. So we're going to go Buckeye basketball because we're about to talk about that here soon. Which of these Buckeye basketball players were not drafted in the first round? Not drafted in the first round. Jared Sullinger, Daquan Cook, Byron Mullins, Michael Red. Floor is yours believe it's Byron Mullins. I'm sorry, Cameron. I'm sorry. Michael Red was a second round draft pick. Hard to believe, right? That was not what I thought. Yeah. Well, thank you for playing. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right. There he goes. Good effort. Best of luck to Cameron. Good effort. And there's two more opportunities. You went with C. Or C is always have, the safe choice, we, right? We could have a night where you have nobody to play. But like this, the, the, the prize might not necessarily go out every week. Somebody's got to earn it. Somebody's got to win it. That'd be a shame because I'd like to go against somebody. I'd like to, you know, I hate, I used to wrestle in high school. and You can't wrestle yourself. It would be the worst. It'd yeah. be the worst when you'd get ready to go for a match and then the guy just didn't show up or the guy had MRSA on his skin and, you know. Oh, man, MRSA. <laughs> Wasn't there, wasn't there an NFL locker room that had a MRSA outbreak? Oh, was it I'm the sure. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think? It Probably. was like Lawrence, Lawrence yeah. Tynes, the kicker, Humid I think, had a weather, bad case of MRSA. The bacteria just grows it's and not spreads. Good. Hockey would would be a breeding yeah. ground for that, too. You like really got to wash, wash everything every week. And 
wife hates it. She hates the smell. It is a horrendous smell, especially if you're living in an apartment. That bag just reeks up the whole place. People come in and they just leave. They just walk out immediately because of how bad it smells because of my hockey bag. But yeah, no, MRSA, you got to do you got to do what you can to protect it. Active showers, not too many showers, though. They tell you that if you have too many showers, it actually opens up the skin too much for the bacteria, and that's you just would hate to see that. So you might get MRSA because that's you wash right. too much. <laughs> that's that's shocking confusing. to hear. That's confusing. Too clean? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't buy that. You gotta be that medium sound right. clean. Too medium much sanitizing? Clean. Yeah, medium clean. You gotta have uh, some good bacteria. Of course. To you gotta have off. some natural bacteria going by for the, you. By the way, more on the, the answers there, Jared Sullinger was the 21st overall pick, and remember, the talk about him is if he didn't go, if he didn't come back to school, he was gonna be a top five pick after his freshman season with the how high he was, his hype was at an all-time high. Sometimes we see that happen. Guys come back, it works against him a little bit, but he was still a first-round pick to the Boston Celtics, and it didn't work out the way we all thought, and he wasn't an NBA superstar like we could see it going. He actually was the fourth most recent draft pick, period. Wow. And he was in 2012. It was Deshaun, second-round pick, 58th overall, D'Angelo, and then Kata. Yeah. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. We need... These picks here. Yeah, just to get some it, more guys it, on the list. It hasn't been a lot of years where, where we've had two dudes. Two dudes going in the draft, hopefully. Daquan Should Cook be. was 21st overall as well. Same number. He went to the Philadelphia 76ers. Very short-lived NBA career. And who was the other one I said? Byron Mullins, 24th overall. First rounder to the Dallas Mavericks. Michael Red, 43rd overall. Second round to the Bucks, And he probably made... He's got to be up there as far as all-time earning Buckeyes in the NBA. Has to be. You've got Michael Red. I mean, D'Angelo Russell is going to climb up there, obviously. Evan Turner is probably climbing up there. Mike Conley would be one. Mike Conley, I yeah. Think. yeah. Mike Conley Absolutely. would be one because you know the salaries have just gotten you got ginormous. Guess for Michael Red? Michael Red's career earnings in the NBA. Mm-hmm. $90 million. Hayden? Uh, let's go 89. Let's shortchange it. <laughs> Way to go. It's not going to be the closest to the number question. 101 million. Good. Good. I'm glad he won And over. if he played in today's league, that'd be, what, 300 million probably? Yeah. If he was the same Michael Red that he was yeah. back then doing the things here, yeah, he'd be up there. Good De- for him. Uh, later on, t- we'll, we'll look at what D'Angelo and what uh, Mike Conley are at too because those guys are going to get up there. But to this year's basketball team, a lot of freshmen showing up. They've been showing up on campus, talking about Chris Holtman's team. You have seen Bowen Hardman. You've seen Felix Okpara. You've seen Bryce Sensabaugh. And you've seen Bruce Thornton, who a lot of people, myself included, think that he's going to be the crown jewel. Though Georgia Gatorade Player Sensab- of the Year. Yeah, Sensabaugh also. Florida Gatorade Player of the Year. Love that. That's pretty cool. That's more important than Georgia because Florida's... So Florida Gatorade player, that just sounds a lot better than Georgia. It, it sounds pretty cool, right? <laughs> Either way, big deal. Whatever state you're from, if you're Mr. Basketball, Player of the Year, whatever that is, that's a big deal. That To be the Absolutely. best in the state in high school hoops, of course it that's is. a big deal. And we had Chris Holtman here on the show when Joey Lane was in that week. You guys can go and, and listen to the Buckeye Show podcast wherever you get your audio and queue up some of those shows that entire week. Late May when we had Joey Lane in, some great, great Buckeye basketball flavor for you. We had Mark Titus on one of the nights. He was awesome. He was hilarious. But Holtman told Joey, your favorite player, he told us, Joey, is going to be Br- Bryce Sensabaugh with the way that he plays the game. 
Okay, and I, and I trust Chris Holtman's word, you know, because he's uh, the one recruiting these guys, and I believe it. I mean, I like that Bryce shoots the three really well. He's just a big... He's very big, very he's muscular. He's just a big, like, stout guy. Yeah. He said that he's he's a bit of a heavier guy, though he's losing weight. He said that at the same time. Like, he's a bigger guy, though he's losing some weight. Yeah, he does kind of have just not that, not that, like... He has that natural muscle, not really that that fine tuned muscle. So maybe we need to get him over in the football room too, lift him with the football players, get him get some him like real tone. Yeah, but yeah, I love what he can do. I, I think, like that he shoots. Like I said, I like that he shoots a three. I like that he just stands back there. He's got the guards who's ever guarding him is, is stepping off a little bit, expecting him to drive, and he just pops a three and drains it. I want to see a lot of that. The, the one guy though, I feel like Sensabaugh and Bruce Thornton have dominated a lot of the talk with this freshman class, and it's a big time freshman class. But Roddy Gale was not present in these tweets and on social media but it's fine everything is still good he's just getting his graduation done and he's going to be here later this month so there's nothing to worry about that and our friend adam jardy the dispatch actually had a really good piece on roddy gale and taking a look at his senior season and talking about a gym rat with a 40 inch vertical From like Utah, that's who this right? guy is yeah wasatch yeah wasatch yeah wasatch. The, the, that's the that's the name of the mountain range in the rocky mountains okay. that runs north and south east of the salt lake city in the metro area wow so nice. yeah the academy pretty, out pretty there, mountains they're beautiful yeah they're gorgeous and that's becoming a big time place like we're seeing these types of schools popping up all over the country the academy type spots sure starting with img academy in florida this one is becoming quite big. You know, I don't know if they're to a, I was going to say Mount Union, not Mount Union. What's the, what's the Virginia place in Mouth of Wilson, Virginia? Oak Hill Academy. That's the big There you one. go. Yeah. Nice. Worked my yeah. way around to it. Carmelo Anthony and then just so many other famous basketball players got their start there. But Roddy Gale, uh, just do not forget, do not sleep on how this really is it's really is a three-headed monster class, yeah, not just two with mm-hmm. with Bruce Thornton and Bryce. You've got to include Roddy Gale. Then I think you put a little line in there, and then it's let's see what Felix and Bowen Hardman can develop into. But this guy is one of the studs of the class. Make no mistake, he's just coming back from a little injury situation as a senior. That's it. Yeah, no, just it takes 10 minutes as a Buckeye fan to look up Roddy Gale Jr.'s highlights on YouTube, and you realize that this guy is just all natural basketball talent. He looks like he's just doing it with ease. The first highlight I see of him on YouTube is him doing a 360 dunk, and you love that. <laughs> he you just love the guy man. can just naturally just dunk. I think you said it. 40-inch vert is what he measured at. Roddy it's pretty Gale. good. That's, yep. pretty, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. That's that's some big ups right there. And, you know, I like his little move that he does in the lane, too. He does this thing. We, you you and I were trying to figure out what it is, but he, he does. He protects the basketball. Yeah, it's a move where you can cradle the, the basketball. basketball. You yeah. don't travel, and you, you get to the rack. Just lay it up right yeah. off the glass. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that a whole lot when you get a, get going against some of these Big Ten rim defenders. Like, we'll see. But he does have some nice moves, man. And you're absolutely right. It's a three-headed monster. It's just one guy just... Happened to not be the Gatorade Player of the Year in Utah, which I think is wrong. I think it's wrong. I don't know who the Utah Gatorade Player of the Year is, but he must be pretty special. I don't know. I don't know. And his numbers weren't like knockout. He had you know about sixteen, six, and four. Well, he played on a good team though, too. He played on a good team, and they were playing really good teams. They of course, were, they played Oak Hill. They, they played, played on Mount Verde a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the show. I also like the part where you know Kansas has a five star commit from Bel Air Sunrise Christian Academy, Grady Dick, and 
I mean, there's that a guy lot, is good. There's too. a lot of writing in he here about how Roddy too. Gale played tremendous defense on this guy, and that is something that you love to hear. And that Gale took over in the last four minutes of the game, let it come back from a double digit deficit against a team that has a high five star talent that's going to be a Kansas Jayhawk. So that's pretty cool. But speaking of things that are really cool. Cue up some of the best sports theme music in existence, huh? With the U.S. Open theme, because our Ohio State sophomore sensation, who won a couple events this year, now in the field at the U.S. Open at the Country Club at Brookline next week. An amazing story. Maxwell Moldovan will tell us about it next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Here's a listener tweet. Can I tase Common Man in the nuts? Fine by us, but he may like it. Common Man and Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. The show that knows how to throw a big, giant Buckeye party. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. Yes, you are. Timmy Hall and my man Triple H. Also a big golf dude. So it's good to have you for tonight, my man. It's good to be here. Party on, boys. Yeah, party on, Hayden. Party on, Bodie. (laughs) He's good. He's busy busy back there. Party on our guy, Maxwell Moldovan who joins us now on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Products Fan Guest Hotline. Dude, major congratulations. It's it's unbelievable. i got to imagine it's a dream come true to qualify for the U.S. Open. I think it's going to be the first of many. I'm sure you do, too. The confidence you've got in your game and having accomplished so much at a young age. Springfield Country Club. you got to like that track, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I've played there a bunch of times now, and I I like it more every time I play there. So tell us, was it something about the course setup? Did it just suit your game well? Were you just feeling good, feeling confident? Was it, I don't know how long the track was playing. Maybe you can give us some details as to why this was such a good day for you yesterday. Yeah. um, Springfield, a little bit on the shorter side uh, lengthwise, but it's pretty tight off the tee and, and the greens are probably the craziest greens I've ever played on. There's, there's some slopes in these greens that that pretty much give the the greens only one real pin position, um, and and I just think it's a really good test of golf. It makes you hit it and play off the tee so that you can position it around the greens. Um, and I, like you said, confidence did play a big role. I felt like you know we didn't we didn't have our best week at nationals uh, last week, and I didn't play as well as I would have liked to, but. I felt like my game was close, and I really just needed to get some confidence um, on the green. And I was able to find that a uh, few days leading up to Springfield. I got to play several practice rounds. I was able to get some confidence and uh, kind of just carried it into yesterday. Max, congratulations on qualifying for the U.S. Open, man. That is so awesome. You're going to have a lot of people rooting for you back here in Columbus. Your dad, a little bit of reading about you, your dad was a teaching professional at Ohio Presswick Country Club. Does your dad coach you as much today, or are you coaching him these days? And can you beat the old man on the golf course? Yeah, um, he's, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he doesn't get to play quite as much golf as he used to. He he spends a lot of his time um, giving lessons, and you know after after a long day giving lessons, he wants to just go home and relax rather than you know play more golf. So he doesn't get to play quite as much as he used to. But he did beat me a couple weeks ago. Um, for the first time in a while, so wow, he can he can still keep it competitive, Dang. Uh, and it's you know it's fun to have you know a parent. Actually, my mom plays a lot of golf too, so it's fun to have 
a couple of parents that um, love playing with me. So you got the golf family going, and of course we know, Maxwell, the U.S. Open is one of the ultimate Father's Day weekend sporting events. So I'm, I'm sure the folks are already making plans to get out there to Brookline to watch you play. Yeah, for sure. We're, uh, we spent most of today, and we're probably going to spend most of tomorrow trying to get logistics figured out. Uh, Max, we were just, Tim and I were just talking about it. It's got to be just crazy the fact that you're going to be around all these tour players. Are, are you uh, a little nervous? Are, is there a certain guy on the tour that you like to follow right now? Uh, what are your thoughts going into that? I mean, it's just going to be stars everywhere at, out at the U.S. Open. Just man. no Tiger. The only, that's, that's too true, bad. Yeah. The Tiger's trying Who to get you like healthy. to follow? Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of guys I like to follow. Uh, lately I've been, um, I've been loving to follow Scotty Scheffler. I think him and I are similar in the way that we play golf for something bigger than ourselves. And, um, faith is a big part of his life as it is mine. So I look up to him as kind of a role model for what I want my career to look like. Um, and you know, obviously I'm kind of disappointed that Tiger's not playing too, cause it would have been cool to say I teed it up in the same golf tournament as Tiger Woods. Um, yeah. But hopefully there's another time for that. There will be. There will be. I want to go back to, to yesterday one more time. And because I was tracking this stuff, you know, I was looking at guys like you and Bo Hogue, and that's such a cool story. And I'm sure you got to know him too, who finished four under and he qualified for the U.S. Open. Also, you know, at the same course you were playing at. And we, we know being from Columbus that we've got, we've got courses here in town that have this set up because the tours at the Memorial the day before. And this year it was yeah. at Wedgwood and hey, help me out. Hayden, where's the other course? Wedgwood Kinsale. and Kinsale. Right. Yeah. Wedgwood and Kinsale. So that's nifty how they do it in, at different courses, but you had it to seven under at one point in your second round and you're cruising. And then I think you finished on, you finished on the back nine or you finished on the front nine, right? You bogeyed six and then you bogeyed yeah. eight. What's going what's going through your mind, man, as you step up to the ninth, that par three? Take us through it. Are you thinking about it or what what was happening there? Uh it was a lot. Um thankfully I had a good run in the middle of my round in the middle of that second round. I birdied eighteen, one and two to kind of give myself a little bit of a cushion. And I probably didn't play as aggressive of golf as I usually do coming in. I played a little bit more defense. And it honestly added a lot of the, a lot of pressure that I didn't need to have on myself coming down eight and nine. I had a really good shot into eight that just bounced over the back of the green and I had a really tough up and down, ended up making bogey. And then nine, I was just trying to get it somewhere on the putting surface and I hit a pretty decent shot, just ended up a hair short, but I left myself a pretty easy chip and was able to get it up and in. But yeah, it was, it was probably as much pressure as I've felt on the golf course just coming in down the stretch with such a big opportunity on the line. Max, what's your favorite club in the bag? Like, what's one club that you just pull out and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting this exactly where I want to? What's your favorite? That's a good question. Um, I would like to say my putter, but I <laughs> tend to have a little bit of a love, love-hate relationship with my putter. Um, I've... I've had a lot of fun hitting drivers the last few months. I feel like I've had a lot of confidence standing over the driver on the tee, so I, that's probably my answer to that one. Max, did you ever catch the Disney movie The Greatest Game Ever Played with Shia LaBeouf? That's my favorite <laughs> golf movie. Maybe yes. my favorite movie in general. 
Well, then this is perfect, right? I mean, are you going to watch it a time or two before you head out there? I'm planning to watch it Wednesday night before I see it up. Yes. On oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, Just have a little toast to Francis Wiemat, right? What was he, 20 years old? He took down Harry Varden out there at uh, Brookline back in 1920 or something like that? Yeah, I've, I've watched that movie so many times, and I'm just excited to watch it again in in the place where it happened. So it'll be really cool. Get some good vibes going. Gosh, what, I mean, when you go to, to play a course that has been tricked out now by the USGA, I'm sure as a golfer and as a fan who's been watching all the major championships as, as you've grown up with your eye on playing in them, You've got thoughts on that. It it is going to be. You mentioned Springfield was a tremendous test of golf and having to position the ball. How do you feel this is going to suit your game? Because you are a extremely accurate striker of the golf ball. You can get off the tee. I'd like to think that puts you in a good position to make the cut at a place like Brookline. With how difficult it's going to be if you hit the ball left and right. Uh yeah, I sure hope so. But um, yeah. I- I think Brookline, I mean, I haven't done too much course studying yet, but I'm going to look at it some the next few days as I kind of plan out my practice. But, you know, it seems like every year at the U.S. Open, the premium is hitting it in the fairway. And over my career, I've done a pretty good job of doing that. So I'm just going to try to fine-tune some things off the tee and and make sure that I can tee it up on Thursday, Um, hitting it really well with a driver, three wood, and, long irons off the tees and and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be as good a test as I've ever had and I've always enjoyed playing golf tournaments where even par is a good score and it gets you in the mix on the leaderboard and I think the U.S. Open always does that so I'm just really excited for the opportunity to um to test my game against the best of the best. That's awesome, man. I hope the streaming services are going to have uh, some cameras on you for those Thursday and Friday rounds because we'll be paying attention. And I know uh, I know your buddy Jackson Chandler was oh so close, oh so close to getting it done there too as he finished three under. But hey, 100 years ago, an amateur won this thing. Why not 2022? Why not, why, why not you, why Max? Not? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks a lot for coming on the show tonight, man. Best Good of luck, luck to you. Thank, thank you guys for having me. Yep, absolutely. Good representative of Buckeye Golf right there. I am I am sure Mr. Nicholas would be very proud. I am I know that he would be. And he's got uh, I mean not just Maxwell but Bo Hogue who's been on tour. He qualified as well. That's awesome. I mean, it's really cool. I know, I remember Will Grimmer a few years earlier while he was still a player at Ohio State qualified and made the cut at the U.S. Open. And it's just, it's such a cool thing, especially when these guys who they grew up playing the game with their fathers and they get to be out there and they get to experience that with them. It's very emotional. It's very cool. They put a lot of work into this and good for them. I do want to open up the phones again. Get another crack at our Tuesday trivia, which is a new Buckeye show tradition now. Your chance to win a wonderful Moomoo Express prize. Plus, we got to tell you about something legendary that could be going down for one of our former colleagues. That's next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Feel unappreciated? Things not working out the way you imagined? Bad news. Sometimes life sucks. Good news. We don't. The fan. Ohio's sports destination. Hating Michigan is our favorite national pastime. This is the Buckeye Show. Timmy Hall and Triple H. Of course, those guys up north, they got those charm bracelets now. Little necklaces, whatever, to commemorate their victory. And we got a 
prevent them from making any more. Yeah, those That's are going to be our job. Only ones they make for the next 50 years, I'm calling it. <laughs> Sam Block. At you're, you. you're Sam Blocking right down. 50, to the straight, spot. 50 straight dubs. All right, we said before, Tuesday trivia rolls on. We'll get back to some Buckeye football in just a moment. This is the second question. I'd like to uh, welcome our guy, Max, fine listener of the show. Max, are you with us? I'm here. All right, here's your chance. Here's your chance right now. I'm going, uh, I went with the NBA draft in that first question. I'm going to flip it to the NFL draft for some Buckeyes here. Of these recent Buckeye NFL draft picks, which one was not a first-round pick? Damon Arnett, Billy Price, Garyon Conley, or Sam Hubbard? Got a guess? Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard. Yeah, that's correct. Congratulations. Max, I'm going to... He should have been... Yeah, right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten paid. He's gotten the money right now. So I put you on hold. Bodie, grab Max's number. He's made it into the final tonight. So we will have a final. I have round. a match. Yeah, let's we go. We do have a match. I'm going to start warming up. Yep. We will have a closest to the number. So that's a good one by Max. I think Sam was a third round pick. One even in the second. Steal. But the way that he's playing, I mean, we talked about, you know, what you would Ohio State be currently wide receiver, you linebacker, you defensive lineman, you. I mean, you can make a case for defensive line. You can make a case for cornerbacks, DBU, with all the runs of uh, first-round draft picks we've had at that position, from Garyon Conley to Damon Arnett. Even though he hasn't worked out in the league with uh, the personal issues that he's gotten into, but Jeff Okuda for your Detroit Lions, yeah, got to come off that injury, got to come back strong, healthy. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I hope he has a good year. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I know, I know you Me want that. Me too, brother. It'd be good for Me Ohio too. State. It'd be good for him. It'd be good for Detroit. A bad football team right me. now. Hey, yeah. be careful. It's good for you. That's that's good for me. We covered the spread a lot of times last year. We were eleven and five against the spread. Are you kidding? Yeah, that nice. means that people thought we would be worse, and we did better than that. What do you? I mean, I get the saying "good teams win, great teams cover," but what do you call that means the teams the Lions that are really, are a, really bad that still cover? Great, a great team. <laughs> <laughs> Just a great team. That's a great team. Oh, I got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, let me tell you this, though. The College Football Hall of Fame ballot, if you guys missed this yesterday, that's out for this year. And I was stunned to find out that our colleague, former colleague, who's now one of the analysts for Notre Dame, James Laurinaitis, this is his fourth year. He is not a one-time. He is not a two-time. He is a three-time first-team All-American. So I ask, I ask the National Football Foundation, the Alliance or Fellowship of National Football Foundations, what what is it going to take? Because there is a not there is not a ton of information on the website as to how exactly this process works. I know that you have to be a first-team All-American, and you have to be ten years removed from your last college football game, and then there's a voting process. But how? Why are there like 80 to 100 guys on the ballot? I'm just here to say, you cannot have a college football Hall of Fame and James Laurinaitis is not in it. That just doesn't make any sense. And then you probably need to be thinking about A.J. Hawk after that, who's a two-time first-team All-American. It'll happen. It'll happen for him. I think it's just simply the ballots have been too stacked with too many other big names. You know, it's kind of like the, with the with the NFL draft. Some of these 
linebackers. They don't get as much shine as some of the other flashy skill positions, you know, but certainly James being on the ballot every year is a good start. And the other thing with James, too, is if people don't know James from his college career, his NFL career was just as good. Or not, maybe not just and as good, sh- but and you shouldn't long. even be looking at that. You shouldn't be you shouldn't right. be looking at that Agreed. at all. This is the College Football Hall of Fame. There's a Pro Football Hall. But of I'm fame. just saying, there's validity there for him. And now he's also coaching in college football at a premier school. Like it, it, it he's will, in the it game now. Yeah. yeah, it will happen for him. It's just a matter of when. And and on that I don't know. Hopefully, it's as soon as possible. Unfortunately, it's it's not this year, right? We already know who is who's getting inducted this year will not be him. So hopefully it's next year or the year after that. Maybe we need to start doing a better job at the fans campaigning for it. Yeah. We do all these campaigns. You shouldn't have to campaign for for James Laurinaitis. He's too good. He won so many major awards, and he's a three-time first-team All-American. You've got three linebackers that are in so far from Ohio State. Randy Gratisher, Chris Spielman, and Tom Cousineau. Cousineau, I think, was one of the number one overall picks that we have to our name. Yeah, first overall pick in the NFL. Again, doesn't matter. And there I go mentioning the NFL again. But those three guys were amazing. AJ Hawk, uh, again, one of the two-time All-Americans. Chris Ward, by the way, who's an offensive tackle, is on the ballot. He's on the ballot as well. Two-time All-American. I don't know if he was a two-time first-team All-American, but either way. So you got two guys on the ballot from Ohio State. Lauren, I just needs to get in. He will. And by the way, there are seven. This was from Doug Lay Maurice. He is one of eight. Laurinaitis is one of eight three-time All-Americans in Ohio State history. And the other seven, four of them are in the hall. Only four of them are in the hall of the other seven. Chick Harley, Wes Fessler, Archie Griffin, and Mike Doss. Who are the other? Is one of them like Eddie George? No, no. no. Lou Hinchman, Merle Went, Tom Skladani, and Ray Guy. What a guy. Yeah, what a guy, right? We'll get James in. It'll happen for him. It's just a matter of time. Sorry, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Ray Guy, of course, didn't play at Ohio State. Only one full-time punter is in the hall. That's Ray Guy. What a guy. But Tom, Tom Skladani was awesome. Awesome. Insane player here. Yeah. For a specialist, too. Absolutely. Bombs. Specialists the foot. are for the brand. people as well. Yeah, they're important parts of the game. Don't. Don't you dare, if you see Patrick Fleming, you ask him, are specialists important? He'll tell you yes. <laughs> they are. They are. All right, so we're going to get on to some college football pulse action, all the headlines that you need in the sport that we know and love, keeping our finger on the pulse. Next, it's the Buckeye Show on the fan. News, opinions, and insight, all before breakfast. Rise and shine with morning juice. Weekdays starting at 6. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. <laughs> for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Sponsored by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Back again, Buckeye fans. Timmy Hall, Triple H with you on a nice Tuesday. More Tuesday trivia. New thing we're doing here coming up in the next segment. That'll be really your last chance. We got one participant, our guy Max, moves on to the final round tonight. Let's go. We'll do that at 733. Me versus Max. You versus Max. It's going to be close to the number. You have no idea what it's going to be. Nope. No clue. It's going to so be some kind of statistical thing. Yeah, and I'm, I think, I'd like to think I'm pretty decent at that. Like, just guessing at what a player had in a certain year. Yeah, so we'll see. yeah you can throw, throw a good number up on the wall, right? Yeah. See if, if something sticks. Wall, yeah. All right, our guy Bodie Wells. How's it going, Bodie? What's happening in college football? And how about the Boston Celtics? Are they going to get it done tomorrow night? I hope so. Game two was not very fun. That team just... 
I almost just it's said something Warriors. I should not have said. <laughs> that yeah, team freaking loves turning the ball over, man. That oh. team is in Boston. Sometimes they're just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to give it away 20 times tonight for no reason. You know we're what? just going to throw it to the other team 100 times. Missing shots and turning the ball over is not a recipe to win they a game. They say it's a make or miss league. Put the, ball the in Put the ball in the basket. <laughs> that either goes in or doesn't. It needs out. to go in more than it doesn't. All right, in college football, uh, ESPN's kind of going around all the um, conferences, kind of breaking them down and whatnot. Today, they did the ACC. This is from Bill Conley, who does a lot of like the SP Plus rankings and whatnot. I did find this interesting uh, in terms of the ACC. The top five in order for their like projections is Clemson and then North Carolina State, Florida State, Louisville, and Wake Forest. And just as I read those top five, all it screams to me is this conference is going to be horrendous this year <laughs> because I know NC State's kind of like a sneaky dark horse for some people this year. I know they got a pretty good quarterback coming back, but like Florida State, Louisville, and Wake Forest rounding out your top five, like that's pretty, that's pretty brutal. Well, and Clemson, I expect Clemson to bounce back, but even they were, their offense was yeah terrible. I'm looking year. at I'm looking at this too, but let, let's just envision the ACC being back to a thriving, good football conference. I would think that Florida State, Clemson, and Louisville would be three of those big-time programs if we are to see the ACC being back. Now, again... Miami, like I, too. Miami, yeah. My, is that the well, only one that we'd be missing? Like, Who else would be know. in Just that mix? Just because you hire a new coach doesn't automatically mean you're in the top five of your conference. But we, we've seen yeah, I don't Louisville have them good to be. runs. It's just if the ACC is going to be good, Miami is probably good, right? Who else would we, would we be missing? You'd need Florida State. Pitt. Pitt? Yeah, I mean, they're okay. They were in the ACC championship game last year. Yes, but I mean, that's... It again, won't be this year. Are we, looking but... that as, are we looking at that as that's Pitt's dominance, or is that the ACC being bad? I think it's more the definitely, ACC being yeah, bad. Definitely number two. <laughs> uh, Honestly, who else would we be missing? No, that's like, Who it. would have to be great in the ACC Notre for Dame. them? <laughs> that doesn't count. I think that's it. You're looking at Clemson, Florida State, and Miami... That's your three-headed North monster. Carolina. North Carolina could they could sneak up. Yeah. The, well, then you're looking at all these other schools. Like that's fine if UNC could be maybe your Iowa, and they could pop up and have some eight, nine win seasons left and right. Not left and right, but every once in a while. You're talking about traditional just football. Traditional schools, football yeah. schools. There just aren't a lot of them outside of Clemson, Florida State, and Miami. So then you know, is Jeff Halfley going to turn a Boston College into something a little bit more? Is he going to raise their level? I know he is going to raise their level, but is that going to be something that has staying power? Louisville, to me, is one of those programs. They Malik are probably Cunningham. fourth. Good. Yeah, They're probably fourth in that list with some of the quarterbacks that they have churned out. Bobby Petrino, slimy as he was. <laughs> he could coach, though. He could coach. <laughs> they won a lot of games. They also had Lamar Jackson at Louisville not too long ago, yeah. and that guy was sensational to watch, and they put up a ton of wins. And a ton of points, and that's what they're going to yeah. do this year. And that's why I like ACC football a little bit, because it's just points, 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 no defense at all. It's actually really fun to bet on. I think Wake Forest is getting a little slammed a little bit for being uh, behind Florida State. First of all, of the teams on this list, Florida State is definitely the frauds, right? They lost to Jacksonville. Jacksonville State, State right? Yeah. yeah some, they lost to a, a fake team last year. <laughs> you know, 
You know how bad this is that, that we left this program off the list? Virginia Tech, guys. Oh, yeah. Virginia Tech I has think that kind to be one of their... It the does. Point. Like, it does. They're just wow. like, now they that do they have vanished. a new head coach. They hired the Penn State defense coordinator, right? I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but oh. I know Justin Fuente got fired. Right, yeah, Fuente Was it is, Brent is gone. Pry? Does that sound right? Sounds right. It does sound right. Yeah. I think that remember okay. is good. But, I mean, Virginia Tech, you could even look at Georgia Tech. And expect something more. Georgia Tech it's been a while has since had a Tech. decent history. When they had Paul Johnson there and they were running their Johnson, triple option too. attack. Yeah, Calvin Johnson was there when they weren't even throwing the football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was so good that the, you know, Detroit. 15, 16 times they yeah. did throw the ball. It was a pretty good thing that happened. But yeah, that was, that's been a while since they've been up there. But a pretty historical football program. You need to get more from those techs. It's uh, shocking that we didn't even stumble onto Virginia Tech. That is shocking. Yeah, that should have been. That should they should have been mentioned. You're right. All right. Next. Next up, uh, this is from 24/7 Sports. The most talented position groups. Uh, this is this is in order from one to seven. Georgia's tight ends, Clemson's defensive line. We're talking about just position groups. Position group. in college yep. football. Any college football position group. George. They had no right. quarterbacks on there, but I assume they were maybe trying to stay away from quarterbacks a little bit. So, yeah, 1-7 to seven in order. Georgia's tight ends, Clemson defensive line, Ohio State's wide receivers, Alabama's linebackers, Texas running back, Alabama's defensive back, and Georgia offensive line. Two themes here. One, Alabama and Georgia got a bunch of good players as usual. They sure do. And second, kind of surprised. I don't know if I'd put Ohio State's receivers quite up there yet because it's just a little bit unproven. But considering what they've done in recent years, probably not a bad projection to say that those guys behind Smith and Jigba are going to be pretty good this year. This are is we, an interesting thing to do. Are we really calling a group of tight ends down in they Georgia do. the best position group? <laughs> That's in what I don't know. You one. can't even get them all out there. I mean, I know you can run some two tight end sets, maybe a three tight end set every once in a while if you have to, but give me a break. We're going to say that Georgia's tight end position group is better than Ohio State. That should be like the honorable mention. Tyvis would number not put up one. Tyvis would. Oh not put up yeah, with I know. I found out yesterday that he hates tight ends. Hates I don't know where that comes from. Oh, but I love tight ends. That does, Bodie don't. That doesn't make I'm any sense. I'm just saying I love tight ends. No, <laughs> no. Bodie. No, 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 no. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> Time out. D. We all need a. Th- we all need we're a just, full. We're tight end you over here. So I love me a no, good we, tight end. We know what you meant. I mean, that's a two sided thing for you. I know. That's Michael fine. Mayer. Tyler Eifert, mm, mm, Kyle mm. Rudolph, just yeah. keep going. Tight ends, baby. They're awesome. Alabama's linebackers, though, Willie Anderson. I mean, they, the fact that they got him coming back, I mean, he, people would argue that he should have been an, a Heisman finalist if he wasn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, by the way, has got Brock Bowers, 247 Sports Freshman of the Year last season, and he set several program records, 13 touchdown catches. Then they got Darnell Washington, and they got LSU transfer Eric Gilbert. But I'm. I'm sorry, as good as Brock Bowers was, and Darnell Washington and Eric Gilbert, who's got, and you know, he's coming to a new team, and he's the third tight end. You can't have that kind of impact as a third tight end as what Jackson Smith and Jigba had as a third wide receiver, where he set records in the Rose Bowl, and he had almost 1,600 yards in a season with over 15 touchdown catches. Give me a break. And Marvin Harrison Jr. and what Emeka Ibuka are going to do, and Julian Fleming as a fourth guy. That's laughable. And I'm, I'm not. I'm not pining that you had to pick Ohio State's wide receiver group as the number one position group in all of college football because I haven't scoped all of that out. But it has to be ahead of somebody's tight end group. 
All right. Send in the gods. <laughs> Last one. Uh, some big time. We talked about the uh, James Laurinaitis being on next year's uh, College Football Hall of Fame ballot. Some pretty big headliners also on that ballot as well. Tim Tebow, Reggie Bush, Justin Blackman. His NFL career did not go very well. But Oklahoma he was a State kid. Yeah, he yeah. won the Blitnikoff back-to-back. Uh, Alex Smith, Eric Weddle, also some big-time coaches on there, too. Larry Coker, Mark Rick, Mark Richt, and uh, Frank Solich, the old Bobcat, and, of course, Nebraska head coach. Larry Coker. We got some history with that guy. <laughs> you, I mean, honestly, you, yeah, Larry Coker, Miami. You start with Tebow and Reggie, Reggie Bush, Bush, and yeah. Hayden, I can't think of... I can't think of college football players who you needed to see play. Yeah. You needed to see these guys. Tebow, because he could run it, he could sling it for the Gators, working things for Urban Meyer down there. And Reggie Bush was just a absolute highlight reel for USC. And they had those backfields where then you had Reggie Bush and Lendale White running it tandem. It's great. Yeah, Reggie Bush's highlight tape is I feel like it was robbed of being on HD because it was like two years before HD. It looks but, pretty grainy. But I his know. highlight Everything tape then. is still like the, one of my favorite college football highlight tapes to watch. Yeah, and Tim Tebow, of course. Tim Tebow, yeah, we don't need to talk about what he did. I mean, he was he was electric, of course. Yeah, you know, I, these are big names. These are big college football names. I, I It's tough when you're looking at James Laurinaitis. Of course, as Buckeye fans, we know him, but these are some big-time skill position guys that are ahead of him. You know, Bush, Tebow, Blackman, Alex Smith, Eric Weddle. Like, these are other flashy positions that are getting a little bit more love. I don't know what Eric Weddle did in college football. I can't really remember that far back. He played for the Utes, right, he with did. Alex Smith? Yeah, he did play for the Utes, and he was there. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the league a long, long, long time. time. So it was in the mid-2000s when he played. So was he, in a, was he under Just Urban? a really good player. Yeah. He might have He might have played for Urban Meyer. Good question. I, I would say, he I would say missed him he's too. the one guy that shouldn't be in over James. I'm just going to say confidently I would take James over Eric Weddle. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say. I mean, again, like you're not going to find many resumes that are like James Laurinaitis's. And by the way, we were talking in the break, Andy Katzenmoyer, if you're going to look at just a college football star, scary guy. somebody who was scary, just yeah. the look that he had. I mean, highlights, the hit that he put on... I think it was Corby Jones from Mizzou. One of the most brutal college football hits in the open field of all time. I mean, it was savage. And he's a three-time first-team All-Big Ten dude. Consensus All-American. He won, didn't he win the Jack Lambert? Yeah. And the Dick Butkus? Yeah. In the same year? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty a- good trophy case for an individual. Yeah. A.J. Hawk as well. Two-time Consensus All-American. Absolutely. He was a he was a monster. Two time Fiesta Bowl MVP. Yeah, absolutely, guys that played good in big games as well. We're just a big linebacker show. We're anti tight ends and, and a, we're linebacker, linebacker you as well. Linebacker you in the mid two thousands, absolutely. And then of course we haven't really had that back since Ryan Shazier, but maybe one day we'll get it back. He's a guy you got to think about too. Yeah, in his ten years. Of course, up. of course. How good he was here, and he might be one of those last just elite linebacker at Ohio State that came sure. through here at Ohio State for sure I loved my guys like you know Joshua Perry and Darren Lee guys like that I even liked Pete Big Warner at the, end of his, at the end of his uh, little yeah. tenure here hey Pete was pretty good here at the end turned himself into a second round draft pick mm-hmm. the one thing I think of too going back to Tim Tebow is I'm looking at his numbers and what he did 
and he had pretty good passing numbers at Florida. Sure. For when he was the Lefty. guy, he was also the guy that would just run for, you know, 20 touchdowns a season. <laughs> yes. Casually. Wasn't he the first like 2020 player Probably. ever? He well, was a, and he I was mean, a 30 20 player too. Okay. Yeah. When he won the Heisman, he had 32, touch, year. 32 touchdown passes, 23 rushing touchdowns, almost 900 rushing yards. But if he couldn't win the second Heisman, who can? That's what I'm Exactly. At. I thought Johnny Manziel would win a second Heisman too. Getting his first one it. as a freshman. Right. Yeah. I thought he was, I was like, oh, oh no, it's over. You kind of got an so, idea when we learned about the head that was screwed on his shoulders yeah, and how he just had that yeah, victory tour he, yeah, after he won Johnny it. Johnny Manziel, after he won it, he just, he, he was just like he was done every night. Yeah. yeah private planes. It's like my career was done. Las Vegas. Yeah. It was. It NIL was insane. before NIL. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was awesome. He was signing stuff in hotel rooms. Speaking like, of no, another, no, I wasn't doing that. Another sweet highlight tape is just him in that uh, game against Bama, in Bama. Just Both the, of them, even. Even the next year, they put yes. up like 40 on him, which that was back before. Yeah. We wouldn't put 40 on Bama. Like, <laughs> meant something nowadays. You do it. Scoring's a little bit higher. I'm going to say he put Texas A&M on the map, Johnny Manziel. I'm just going to say Stop. that. I'm just going to say it. They really For me, he They did. really haven't been all that. All that much since he left. Mike Evans was pretty good, but he played with John. Played right? a little bit yeah. with him, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Anyway, we're going to get you one more shot here for Tuesday trivia. So try to be the one that gets into Bodie here. 821 9710 is the number. The last multiple question, multiple choice question we're going to ask tonight. And also, there's a college football ranking out there where Ohio State is number one, not second, not third, not top five, number one. Tell you what that is next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. We are everywhere. On your radio, online, the fan app, Alexa, and behind you in your car right now. Too creepy? Sorry. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Scarlet and Gray 24-7. Or however long the show is tonight. You are listening to the Buckeye Show on the fan. Timmy Hall and Triple H. Of course, we are brought to you by our good friends at Moomoo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club. And we got that $100 wash bucket on the line tonight with some Tuesday trivia. So we go back. Last time we'll do this for a multiple choice question. Our guy Philip is with us. Philip, you got us? I'm here. All right, here we go, buddy. Your chance. Which of these Ohio State receivers did not have a 1,000-yard season in their Ohio State careers? Chris Carter, Paris Campbell, Santonio Holmes or Garrett Wilson? Mm, hold on. What you got? Wasn't that Garrett? Saying Garrett Wilson? Yeah. I'm sorry. He did have a thousand yard season. Uh, Santonio Holmes never did. Oh, five. Shocking. He got close, oh. but it was Troy Smith as he was sort of ramping up to that 06 season, and he was at in like the 900s, did not eclipse a 1,000. Thank you for playing, uh, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. You guys did a great job. I appreciate that, man. Better luck next week. If you yeah. Get back in and catch us next Tuesday. It's a tough question. So you'll be going mano y mano next yeah. segment. Me and Max, right? You and Max. Me versus Max. Mad Max. Yep. Is he mad? 
We'll, I'm we'll see. He will be we'll if he see. doesn't yeah. win. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you're gonna, we're, we're going to find out. I kind of won't be either way. I'll be pretty much the same. My life will... <laughs> I'm not planning wow. to win. Must be nice to just, just have your life stay the same no matter yeah. what the outcome is. Yeah, it is kind of... It's kind of nice. It's definitely nicer than it is for Max a lot on the line. Although if I win, I don't get a bucket. I just get to break someone's heart. That's not a good way to end the night. You're I not guess. gonna. You're not gonna throw the competition. No, up. of course you gotta not. Th- you got to throw no, out a good number. Of course not. I have might, no idea what it's gonna be. If either. you're watching fan TV, I might get it right and just start grittying on his grave. Oh boy, that would be rude. Grittying on the yeah. grave. Yeah, you ever done that? You ever just gritted? You ever just hit the gritty? I have to. Gr- My son like points at me and tells me to start grittying. <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> I love I, it. He's, I have to gritty. Great. I have to gritty. I have, you to, have to know the right I have to gritty on demand. Yeah, you know what a good you know what a good gritty moment for you because you you love hanging out on the lawn. You know you love having people over at your place, uh, or you can do this on the golf course. You make a long putt, just hit the gritty back to the cart. You yeah, know, I can't. I can't be that guy. Yes, you can. Why nah, not? I don't know. Everybody's doing it, man. Everybody's so, doing it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. People don't do it in public. Not, it's not really like everybody's doing it. It's not like people. It's not like I see other people my age. I see kids doing it. Yeah, it is. It's big. It's big. It's pretty the, clean if you just do it on another adult. Though, in the like ten, right in the face. ten year old community, grittying is just everywhere. There's right another now. dance move that's also very prevalent amongst the ten year olds that we it's, will not talk it's, about. It's not clean. No, can't even say the name of it. No, uh, let's just say Bobby Carpenter would like to talk about it. Bobby would like it. Like, it, yep, duly noted. A lot of strokes. Oh, on. okay. Yeah. A lot of golf strokes? Mm, not golf strokes. Yeah, I get it. Different kinds of I get strokes. It. I different folks. I get it there. I get it. So, I want to talk about the gym factor right now. You pointed this one out to me. This ranking. College football's 11 most important people in the 2022 playoff race. How about that? Should we walk it down? Alex Grinch is on this list. Good yeah, for him. Yeah, he is. Throwback to that guy, yeah. The Ohio State assistant coach's graveyard, Alex <laughs> Grinch. He is the defensive coordinator for Lincoln Riley at USC. If you did not know what the rotten Mr. Grinch was up to. Yeah, everyone talks about their offense, but what about their defense? You know, you can't just have a fully loaded offense in college right. football. You can't give up 35 points You're per right. game and just expect that that's going to keep working week after week after week. We've... We've seen it. We've tried it. We've done it. It didn't work. Exactly. You, your defense can't leak that much. No. You got to be able to stop some guys. You can't so be leaky. I understand that with everything that they're doing out at USC. You look at their defensive coordinator, pretty important. Number 10, not willing to say that they're back, but if they're <laughs> going to be back, they need a quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke at Miami. He's one. I don't know if he's the most important in the college football playoff race. Who was the recent Miami quarterback that came over with all the hype in the world from, where was it, Bodie Houston? Transfer oh, quarterback. Oh, King, yeah. De'Aaron King. What, yeah. what did we make of De'Aaron King? How did that come down? A lot of injuries. And he's done. He's out of there, huh? Yeah, he like tore his ACL in the bowl game, Sad. right? But then he came back for last season, but just never really clicked. They, they hit a lot of overs. They definitely hit a lot of overs. I know that. He, was, he wasn't awful. So he just put up... Put up some okay numbers. Yeah, just okay numbers. He's yeah. nowhere, well, nowhere to be found in the NFL or in the, the yeah, draft process think, or camp process. Isn't it? Is it Tyler Van Dyke? Does that sound right? Yeah, that yeah, quarterback yeah, that's that what people are pretty high on. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, my bad. yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Number nine on this list is Dana Holgerson, Houston's coach. Yeah, and reasoning is it's Houston's always usually the pick, or not always, but this year, you know, now that Cincinnati and 
Cincinnati is not in the running for that crown this year. Group of five team to maybe get into a New Year's Six game. So you never know. You just got to keep your eye out there. And I think Houston's schedule is very favorable as well. They have UTSA at Texas Tech to open. And then they could get on a pretty good run. They, just don't, they just don't have those big names, though. Like Cincinnati had Notre Dame. That, right. They them, don't but. have that De'Aaron King yeah. type of quarterback that they used to have. Right. And they don't have an Ed Oliver type on the defensive line this I, year, do I was they? just saying their schedule isn't helpful for them making a CFP race. Like Even if they go undefeated, I don't know if it's going to be Houston's year. I think they need to have, like, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame last year. That was a right. pretty they big They win. don't have something like that off the top right. to set them in motion. Yeah, if Cincinnati doesn't have Notre Dame on their schedule and they have some right. somewhere, somewhere, something else, then they're not making it. Like, I'm not sure that Houston goes undefeated and even gets in the playoffs no. with that, that type of schedule. That's what we're saying. I mean, New Year's Six, sure, it's all well and good, but... We're talking about the the college football playoff race here. Number eight is Kyle Whittingham, head coach at Utah. Absolutely. Understand that one. He's a tremendous coach. He's been there there a long long time time since Urban Meyer left and went to Florida. And they just won their conference for the first time. It's going to be that battle with USC. That's what we're going to be looking at in the Pac-12. Utah and USC. How does that shake down? Jamar Gibbs, or is it Jameer Gibbs? The running back, Jameer Gibbs, running back for Alabama. Yeah, so he's one that's on this list as we get to number seven. Jimbo Fisher is six for A&M. Stetson Bennett, five, Georgia. Nick Saban, four. Dabo Swinney, three. Caleb Williams, two. And our guy, Jim Knowles, number one on this list. Buckeyes are number one on an internet list now. You'll see Ryan Day, and and rightfully so. Ryan Day is not going to be able to be number one on a best college football coaches list with Nick Saban still around and Dabo Swinney having two national championships and Kirby Smart just winning his first. But Jim Knowles, and this is most important people in the 22 playoff race, absolutely. You've got the offense already set up. You've got the horses here. It's what is this guy's scheme going to do to get everybody on the same page and have a defense that consistently hold people to under 20 points. And I feel pretty good about him. I especially feel good about him bringing over Tanner McAllister, too. I think that's an under-talked-about topic, the fact that he is bringing over a safety from Oklahoma State that is another brain, is basically Jim Knowles' brain on the field. It's pretty nice to have in year one coaching at a major college football program. I am pretty confident that Jim Knowles' defense is going to be significantly better this year than what we had with Kerry Combs, and I believe the Buckeyes think, I don't know what the odds would be, probably like minus 250 that the Buckeyes get in the college football playoff this year. Their offense is going to be loaded. They had the best offense in the country last year. I don't know if anybody is up for debate that. I'd happily debate anybody on that. It was just their defense. Their defense let them down in the Oregon game, and the defense let them down in the Michigan game, and it almost let them down in the Utah game, but the offense was so freaking good that they came back. You know, Expectation this year, you're right. It's not just get to the college football playoff. It's get to that last game in the college football playoff. It's, it's It's compete to win it all. Confetti, baby. I mean, if you... We could we can envision a scenario where we're not you know wanting to fire Ryan Day because you lost in the national championship game. If you play a great game, it, it can happen. But we'd like to get there again and have it feel a little bit different than in that pandemic year where it just didn't feel right being in that championship game against. Yeah, you Alabama. never got in a groove that didn't season. Feel like a groovy football yeah, season. You're played, right about that. They played twelve or thirteen because games because it wasn't. We played you didn't six start or the seven. season until November. Yeah. Basically, it was not a real full blown football season. It was weird. Of course, if we would have won that game, it would have been like, oh, well, we were healthy. Absolutely. (laughs)
Hey, we played, we're played, the, played, the, played the game. We're, we're in the title game. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. But no, Jim Knowles, number one on that list. I think uh, he's he's just ridiculously important. And good point on Tanner McAllister. I think you'll keep seeing more and more of that if coaches go in the portal. Not in the portal, but if they go take other jobs and someone's fulfilled their requirements there as a top player, there's a spot available. You got a player jumps over with a coach. He knows the scheme. He kind of knows that guy and what's going on. That's a, that's a good way to roll. And I think Tanner McAllister is going to be really good for this football team for those reasons. So... We'll get our contestant on here. We'll hit him with a little closest to the number. Test their Buckeye knowledge. Tuesday trivia wraps up next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. We've been your Jackets flagship station since day one. All the goals, all the action, all the memories. Your home for the Columbus Blue Jackets, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Brutus is their homeboy. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. Timmy Hall and Triple H. It's been good doing the show with you, man. It's been fun doing it with you too, Tim. Yeah, good. It's been good. I'm glad you're having fun. That's what we're all about here. People having fun with each other. Yeah, F is That's for friends do. who do stuff together. So, by the way, we uh, have reached the end of our Tuesday trivia, first edition here on the Buckeye It's a show. championship. I hope it's fun. I hope you can play along in the car and we ask these questions and you don't look at your phones. That's obviously the point. Why would anybody do that? While driving? Do you get any, do you get any fun Sheesh. out of just jamming in the answer right away, like when you hear something? Yes. You get fun. No. That's fun. Why is that fun? It's, Let it stew for a little bit. It's tactical, but it's not fun. Sometimes tactics don't always have to be fun. Bodie, what was the thing about a month ago that I would not look up? Oh, it was... Throughout the course um, of the whole show. I don't, how am I even supposed to describe this? It was like something that... Jack, your son did some guy like watched on YouTube or whatever. It was like I can't remember the name of the guy even. Um, but it was some coyote something. Coyote Peterson. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jack likes watching my YouTube, right? I think I had done the show with T Bone, or we were talking about we were talking about something in the back page on Man and Bone, and it was some story that he brought up, and it reminded me of this YouTube personality. And I clearly watched this guy's YouTube videos at least 30 to 50 times. I could see Good vids, would you I recommend? See, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a wildlife guy. What is he? Oh, like his, okay. th- his thing is getting great. Yeah. His thing is getting bitten by non-lethal insects. And then he has like the for meta- sport. Yeah. For, for recreation. Sport, for fun. Yeah. Wow. He, and he, he will never harm any of these things either. Like he's very, very careful about conservation and protection. He just wants to get him up close Teach teach people about them, and just show how hellacious their bites are. Like if it ever happens, not like you're going to be going to a spot where you can get bit by a bunch of bullet ants, but exotic insects. He likes to travel not, around though? and just show like what they'll do to you as long as they don't kill them. And then he'll just he'll like put the little glass dish over it until it bites him, and then he'll just give you the full show. Yeah. And I couldn't think of that guy's name, and I did not want to look it up on the internet. I was not going to do it. Big of you. I refused to look it up. I let it come to me naturally. Huge of you. Which is what you should do when you listen to these trivia questions. And and in the car. That's what you should so, do in the car. You we're make, should we're making let our guy, your trivia come to you. Do not look it up while driving. No, don't look it up. We're making our guy Mad Max wait a long time. And uh, by the way, what's up for grabs here is a $100 Moomoo Express car wash gift card and pail with car cleaning supplies. You can enjoy a fast, fun, eco-friendly wash experience at any 20-plus Central Ohio Moomoo locations. Don't forget, you can wash all you want at any location with the Unlimited Wash Club. It starts at fifteen ninety nine. Remember, clean your hands and your car. For locations and hours, go to moomoo.com.
carwash.com. So I want to make sure I got my want to make sure I got my questions all good and ready because we oh, were it's just a series? No, no, no. Okay. Sorry, it's 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 closest to the number. Okay. I just I skipped my page there and now I've got it. So Max, are you with us here? I want to give I want to give uh Max you the chance to go second here. So okay. out okay. of the goodness of my heart. So you can sit back, you can chill while Hayden logs his answer and Obviously, you can go over or you can go under, so you can't do the prices right thing and just guess like the next numerical value above. Whoever is just closest wins. I want you, Triple H, to tell me how many points did Ohio State score in the 2021 football season? All <laughs> games, okay? Uh, Non-conference, playoff, you know, bowl game, whatever. All games. I'm going to say 512 points. 512. That might be a little high. But I'm going to go 512. Max, what is your pick? I'll say 450. Triple H got him. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm gritty right now, Max. Take I'm another guess just for fun, Max. Oh, Sorry, Max. What was. Yep. Take another guess just for fun. He got you at 512. He was a lot closer than you. Uh, let's go 495. 594 points oh, for Ohio wow. State. So way up there. Yeah. Way up there, man. I was way. thinking like 30 times 12, but yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, you were thinking 30 times 12? This this, this team scored way more than 30 Prolific points per game. Big offense, Big brother. time offense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess that's true. Well, that's all good. I'm sorry, Max. It's all good. Max, you'll have a better uh, better luck next time. All right, buddy? Bad. Dang. All right. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for listening, dude. I feel dude. like I used my words. There goes like, Max. Good inappropriately to say, like, oh, I think that was a little high. And then he went low. <laughs> it's not fair of me. It's tough when you're on the spot. It is tough. Yeah. It's tough when you're on the spot because, again, you're thinking about, okay. But it seems like he had an idea there. It's just that his number was way low. Of course. It's way low for what this team was doing last year offensively. I would have set that at, my, me, my math sucks. So that's where I am am tough with that. I think of the 13 games, which is what they got to play in, and then I would have put that at 45 points per game. This is a good job out of you. You were you were within seventy or so. Yeah, I was, just like, I was like the average fifty, and I know there was at least two games yeah, where yeah, they didn't get 50. fifty. It's, it's so about just... a fifty. Well, they had sixty six against Maryland, fifty nine against Akron, fifty two against Rutgers, only had twenty eight against Oregon. Yeah, you said. 27 against Michigan. For a second, I thought you were going to say how many points they have in the 2021 basketball season. Oh, my God. Been, been That's done. where I thought you were going with the done. question, too. I, I just done. was like, I, I can't even guess because it you, just seems like such an astronomical do you think, number. Do you think you could look that up? Uh, if we log a couple picks? Don't make Bodie it may do take that. a few minutes, but <laughs> we can try. Could, but before the end of the show, we could find that on a, on a site somewhere. Points for the Buckeye basketball team this past season. <laughs> I'm gonna say. See there, I'm three K. No, well, there I'm thinking about much. like thirty, thirty-five games and going with like seventy points. Three K, thirty-four hundred, thirty th- three four three four. <laughs> there you go. That's my guess. I don't know. What are I'm we talking like, about? Tw- right I'm thinking now? like twenty two thousand two hundred seventy-two points. You're low balling. Wow, I'm thinking like seventy game, seventy point average, and they did, probably didn't hit that. You said you weren't a math game. guy. Now you're just I'm spewing just, I'm, numbers. I don't even know if it's right. I'm looking at TI eighty three over there. I don't even know if it's right. I'm just tr- I'm just trying. I'm just trying. What was your guess? You got it already? Well, 
Okay, this might be a very, very dumb question. If there's like a math teacher listening to us right now, they probably think we're so stupid. If I just took the um, average points per game and multiplied it by games played, that it's would be... close enough. Yeah. It's close enough <laughs> for me. So what was how your many, guess? How many games did they play, I want to ask? 32. Thir- oh, wow. That's what I picked nice. as a random... Nice. Good job. I, I, all right, so I said 2,272. I said 34-34. Okay. Pretty good guess, Timmy. Uh if my math of what I did correctly, 2,329.6. Wow. If you multiply 72.8 times 72. 32.8. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. It's a, that's a Buckeye basketball guy, huh? I, I was going to say, Hayden, I nowhere, feel like it's unfair going up against Timmy. Out of nowhere, Timmy. A basketball I, guy, yeah. I don't even know how many games they, they played, honestly, because things are different. Usually, if you make the tournament, you have a run, you're in the Big Ten tournament, you play in one of the... Uh, what's our, our term? We have like that special uh, acronym for the preseason tournaments now. Call them like the MTEs, multi-team events, whatever. Usually we're getting close to 40 games in a college basketball season. But they yeah. still had a couple of games that they didn't get back with the pandemic. They still had that, you know, not just one phase of the season. They had two phases of the season where they couldn't get games in. Where it was other teams' issue and when it was Ohio State's issue. But 32 games... Yeah, it's 70 to 72 points per game, whatever that That's was. That's true. That should have been easy math. Like, obviously, they didn't get 100 points per game. They played about 30 games. I said 34-34. That was done. So, Max, I'm just as much of a loser as you tonight. Yeah, so everybody's yeah, happy. Everyone's a loser, except for Tim. Well, well, I didn't win anything. You didn't win anything either. Yeah. But you you did. You, you did five win. hours of radio, you won, you won some pride there. That was some... Yeah, I do know how that to That felt good. Yeah, I had That felt to. good because my math does suck, and I have no confidence and in my math. But I just, win a I just started with a 7 times 3 with a 70 times 30, and then I just went up from there. Bodie's team total equation, that's a win, too. Well, I think that. he had a calculator. <laughs> yeah, I just the 72.8 <laughs> times 32 just wrapped off my head. Yep, he he just, just, I was lattice, always pretty good at math. Lattice. He, Rain yeah. man right there. <laughs> Decimal points and everything. Absolutely. 72.8 times 32 yeah, to a number. All right. The best with the Buckeyes on the social front today. Hashtag Buckeyes coming up next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Sponsored by White Castle. The new 1921 slider is finally here. Try one today, only at White Castle. Timmy Hall and Triple H. Hayden Hileshorn hanging out with you guys tonight. Had the Tuesday trivia in the books. That was fun. Looking at some tags now. It wasn't fun. I didn't mean to... Ruin Max. Like I feel bad. I wanted him to win. That would have been sweet. But that's the way it goes, yeah. man. It is, it is it's competition. You're right. You're right. You want right. to compete. You want to get things handed to you. You're right. You're right. A little bit of both, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. I'd rather be lucky than good, you know. But yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's nice to be good too. Especially, I mean, especially you talk about lucky. Better lucky than good. Take that as a golfer any day of the week. Oh yeah, that's where it comes from. It's hard enough to get yeah. pars and birdies. Yeah. If I'm going to thin yes. a seven iron and it's going to wind up 16 feet from the pin, I'm taking it. Absolutely. Because I'm going to hit a good shot. Like Maxwell was saying earlier in the show, he hit a good shot on eight. It was his back nine, but he played the front nine to finish up at Springfield Country Club. And he got it to seven under par and was sitting pretty. And then he had a couple of bogeys. And then when you look around that leaderboard and see all these tour pros there, and you know there's only eight spots, one more bogey might be the end of you. 
And you got to survive the collapse. Every golfer yeah. knows that. Like when they feel their blow up holes coming, you just got to survive. Well, but when you hit a good shot, that's tough. Like if you hit one right over the stick and you just miss the number by half a club, that's that tough. tough. Yeah. Like you flush it, you stripe it right in line with the pin and it maybe sails five feet over the stick, doesn't, doesn't hold, takes a one hopper into the back rough and then you have a treacherous downhill chip shot. But you know what I just tell myself? You tell myself, man, I'm too jacked. You try to just give yourself the yeah, confidence. Yeah. But if you're too jacked, yeah, you how are you going to have the soft hands to hit that chip? You're right. You got to have buttery hands out there. Oh, man. Like, that's what that's what I love about the memorial is you saw that chip in by Cam Smith. Yeah. That I was mean, awesome. are you kidding me? On hole 12. And then on yeah. 18, that flop the shot flop. that he hit. I was from there. The I, I stood there and watched it. I told Bodie because Bodie was working, Jeez. but I was like, Bodie, I'm going to go watch Cam Smith finish up here real quick. And I saw that beautiful shot. I don't even know. I don't even know how you keep that on with a flop. Still, the ball's landing on a downhill slope. I still don't know how you get that sucker to stop like that. Yeah, it was impressive. But that's what you get to Sap, see all over maybe that course. White out on no, your ball? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Not allowed. We learned oh, they're, that. They're looking. They're looking for that. They're looking at your balls. I'm, Watch out. I'm pretty sure the guy that phoned that in was Phil Mickelson too. Or used golf facts. Patrick Patrick Reed's wife. <laughs> no, I'm you don't think so, with Phil? Okay. He's the guy. Anything to make the tour look bad, make those guys look like cheats. He'll do that. What are you looking at there on the uh, on Twitter? Couple or things real quickly. I saw Ryan Day had a little kids camp, or they had kids out at the camp. A uh, little kids camp. You, you yeah, his little it's, thing it's, going it's on. It's camp. It's, it's camp. You're right. Camp. They gave out an offer to an eighth grader. Yeah, and he's just you know Chris Henry Ryan Jr. Day is just slinging it out there. He, I see this one from Patrick Murphy. He tweeted it out. He just steps up in the pocket nice and smooth, and Ryan Day throws a nice 35-yard pass, just like the good old days. Love to see that out of the coach. He can still sling it. I know 35 yards isn't quite the bomb, but <laughs> No, not these it. days. And then the other thing I saw was this guy, uh, Imari Winston. This must be another guy that the Buckeyes are going to soon give an offer to because they let him you know, put on the uniform and take dope picks and stuff. But they let him put on the black uniform with the black helmet. So my question is, is that going to get back in the rotation at some point? Because if they're going to let recruits dress in the black uniform, you assume they're also saying, "Well, hey, we might wear this one day. Did we think that the black uniform was completely dead? No. I just told us that that well, was never just, coming back. They haven't worn it since Zeke, right? Like five or six years? It's been, been a while. Been that long since the black uniforms? I think so, man. It's Made been an appearance? Been Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Know. Fields didn't I, wear one. I don't care that much. I mean, clearly, I, I love the traditional uniforms, the scarlet and then the whites. But I'm I'm certainly okay with doing one of those in a season. Yeah, I think the black uniform looks cool. It's yeah. good for a night game. It, and you know, I've I've stated my case and I'm never I think I'm to the point where I'm never gonna come off it. The Michigan game needs to just stay agreed, yeah. With the traditional uniform. Agreed, agreed. Now you might be able to talk me into having that be a night game at some point, And that's a big topic of conversation. Of it just doesn't necessarily always have to be at noon for me. Same I'd like to stick to the same week now. I mean, now that we've we moved to college football season. A lot of traditions we haven't upheld now thinking no, about it. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, the game always used to be before right, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. And then years ago it switched. The college football season shifted, and it's become post-Thanksgiving. So I'd rather just stay with that now. Yes, it's good for me because I watched the Lions blow it on Thanksgiving, and then I'm like, got the Buckeyes on Saturday. This past year I didn't have the Buckeyes on Saturday. So I'm looking double at, heartbroken. I'm looking at Ryan Day here. Our guy Patrick Murphy was the one that tweeted that out. Give him some cred, man. Underscore Pat underscore Murphy, our beers and Buckeyes guy for Fridays. Had the little tweet. Ohio State head coach Ryan Day out here reliving his quarterback glory days 
with some throws at today's camp. Man, I wish I could go back in time. I take state. Not necessarily Uncle Rico out there, because he did play some college football. And he's the head coach at Ohio State. So he gets above Uncle Rico status. I don't know if you guys saw this earlier, but Jimmy Sotos, the uh, former resident TikTok star, he is yeah. squatted up for the basketball tournament this summer, which I, I have enjoyed that event for what it is. I think they do a nice job of giving some basketball fans a little something-something in the dead of summer. They're not competing with the NBA or college basketball. It was a smart go of it, and they've gotten a lot of sponsor backing. And even our, our very own Paul Keels will do some of it on TV. And what a name, by the way, the team that he's on, the Expats, has to be up there, if not the best name for a TBT squad. Expatriate League guys, Expats. That's funny. I like that. They should call themselves the Redcoats because those are the anti-Pats. No, never mind. That was stupid. The old coats there. Coats are reserved for uh, the Jackets. Your nickname for the Jackets. Go Coats, always. Well, we have come to the end of the program. Triple H. Let's do it again tomorrow. Thank you for doing it. And you're going to, you did such a good job that you're going to be here tomorrow. Bodie, nice job as well, my man. We have some soccer action coming up with Inside the Crew. Then at nine, a little thing called You'll See. It's all ahead on the fan. An encyclopedic knowledge of sports and other random things you may or may not care about. I think I found my mentor. Rockman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to three. The 